Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 91 of your favorite wrestling podcast. I'm your co-host, Chris Rucker, along with Marty Vasquez, talking pro wrestling and everything in between. It's been a good weekend. Marty, how the hell are you? I am doing pretty damn good, sir. Pretty damn good. Better week than last week. No, No real complaints here. Um... People suck still. We'll say that. That's uh, yeah, pretty consistency. Um, I think all the crazies come out, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. At work this week, it's been literally a week full of crazy people. I think people are just tired of being pent up and having to do shit. It's like, you know what? We all have to do it, so get over it. But other than that, it's been a fantastic week. Um, yeah, I got no other real complaints other than that, man. How are you? I'm good. Before we uh, do all that, go ahead and pass out our contact information for the newbies out there that are oh, listening. Oh, you want me to give out your phone number? Sure. All right, cool. Let's do this. Um, we're going to make you a Snapchat real quick, too, so everyone can send them dick pics to you. I, um, I, wait, wait. What? It better have a filter on it. <laughs> better be covered up with something. <laughs> better put a fucking emoji on that shit. <laughs> you better put that WWE belt sticker in front. Oh my god! Uh, you can find us anywhere you download podcasts, including iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Spotify. Uh, you can find us on Spreaker. That's where our home is, as well as Full Press Radio slash uh, Wrestling. You can also find us on Instagram at Boot to the Face underscore Twitter, Boot to the Face. Thank you for that. Uh, my week has been relatively. Uneventful. I've been working a lot, but I mean that's, really? that's uneventful. Uneventful. Didn't you not go golfing yesterday? Yeah, but I, I mean, I meant like uneventful, like anything, anything bad, anything to bitch about. Like I've had a good week. I've had a really. You tell good me, week. you tell me that you golfed yesterday. I have nothing to bitch about. Hey man, I shot a one on one, and I'm happy with it. All right, that works. Then. I was, I was actually the bitch about. I was hitting the ball really well, but I just like. One thing I've noticed is I'm hitting the ball a lot better, but my score is not coming down. So, like, I'm still not where I want to be, obviously. But I don't play enough in order to get better. Like, I was shooting in the 90s a couple years ago, and then I hit over 100, and I haven't been able to shoot in the 90s again. Like, I was constantly, like, 95 to 97. Then I shot, like, a 103 one time, and it hasn't came back. So, you tell me you shoot to get better? You don't You don't play to just to get drunk and play ball and play golf? Well, you know, yesterday I guess I guess we played different different games to go. Yesterday there. we teed off at seven thirty. Like it's it's a bit hard to, to oh, get gassed up. It at doesn't 7:30. matter. I always play early too, unless it's like going to play like the Twilight. I love Twilight. Twilight's oh, my dude, favorite. I love it. Um, but every time I golf, I here's the thing. when I golf and when I play poker, I have two rules. If I go out to play poker somewhere at a casino or anything like that, or if I go golfing. First two, well, first thing I do at both places is I get a Bloody Mary. That's like my go-to. That's like I can't drink matter. Bloody Marys. I can't. I can't start my round of poker, and I can't stand or start my round of golf without getting a Bloody Mary in me and and starting the day off. That's that's like my routine. Um, and then I go do my thing. So seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, tea time. It's the perfect time to get yourself a nice little Bloody Mary. Sit back, chill, and then go and. Shank some balls. My buddy Larry that we were playing with, he hadn't Larry. played in like a, he hadn't played in like a year, right? And so we get to like hole number four, and he's like, "Man, it's hot. I wonder if I got any extra water bottles in here." Like I thought I packed water in my thing, and he's looking through all his golf pockets, and he's like, "Holy shit, look at this!" And I'm thinking he's got like some new golf balls or something. Pulls out a brand new bottle of Wellers or whatever the hell it's called. He's like, I didn't even know this was in here. So Surprise! Yeah, so once the cart girl rolled around, we all grabbed a Coke Zero and started playing bartender. I only had one drink. You know, I don't want to. 
It's too hot to be out there drunk right now, man. Once once that sun came up over those trees yesterday morning, it was over, buddy. Oh, man, I can believe it. It was hot as fuck out here. It's been, like, to the point, 80, in the low 90s already. Um, I get home, and it's, like, fucking 90 degrees at home already. Uh, yeah, dude, I go, I go out to walk my dog in the morning, and I'm just like, fuck. I even get to the car already to put the AC on because this shit is going to be ridiculous. So yesterday I got a mail call. And I was excited about it. It was something I forgot that I'd even ordered months ago. It was the Fiend Bray Wyatt Elite action figure that I I got from Ringside Collectibles. Now, depending on which podcast you listen to, Ringside Collectibles is either the best fucking thing for collecting or the worst. I'm one of those people where I have to find out for myself. I've only ordered a couple things a couple times. Now, the price they have is like the price of steak right now. Like, it's high as giraffe pussy to order from Ringside Collectibles. But I ordered this Fiend figure, the pre-order, to make sure I got one because it was dope. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. I don't know if I might do a giveaway. I don't know what I'm going to do. But what I do know is the one that showed up to my house was fucked up. Beat to shit. Looked like it had been in the Firefly Fun House. It looked like it had gotten his ass beat by Seth Rollins. Yeah. But he kicked out, though. He kept kicking out, and he still made it here some kind of way. And so what do you do now in the age of 2020? You run the social media like a little bitch, and you tag them in it, and you tell. And that's exactly what I did. Look here, you motherfuckers. This sucks. I paid all this money, and you send me this damn figure, and it's torn up. And I'm about to go ham on them, like, if I don't get a response. And within 20 minutes... They were in my DMs to tell me, like, hey, we'll send you a tracking code. You can send that back. We'll ship you another one to try to get you one out that's cool. And me and the, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl that was doing it, we kind of joked back and forth. I was like, well, if y'all got one of those Vader 31 elites laying around, you know, I wouldn't be mad if you put that in a box, too. And they were like, man, that figure was dope. But no, we ain't got none of that. But so, so as of right now, I'm not going to shit on them completely. But to send me that looking like that was bullshit. But if you're going to fix it, you know, whatever. I got to wait a yeah. couple of weeks to get it returned. Was the uh, shipping package all broken up and everything too? That's the thing. The outside of the box had a dent in the top of it. But where the actual figure box was dented was everywhere. It wasn't so they, just they in the just top. Had the, they just so, had a shitty ass box. And then on That's top of it, whoever shipped it, USPS, decided to fucking... Go do punt and practice with it, I guess. Because there was a big, yeah, there was a big ass fucking dent in the top of it. But like Uh, I said, you know, I watch a lot of Dexter and Law and Order and shit. Like I know how to investigate stuff. Like the the bruises and the blood spatter on Bray Wyatt. Calm down, Dokes. Was not consistent. Calm down. (laughs) With what was on the outside of the box, so it didn't all come from the outside of the box. But that's a that's interesting because not only that, I think you've had an, an issue with the figure before. And then with the WWE chair from some uh, WrestleMania, you know, like I order a lot of shit from online, and I get packages almost weekly from stuff, you know. And I've been getting packages from Disney, um, just because of everything I bought on May Fourth and ref uh, figures I've ordered in the past. It's odd to me because like the, every time I order something, it comes in a box that's wrapped, that's inside like packing material and yeah. then it's ra- that box is wrapped around packing material and then in the shipping box no none of that was with ringside so like, it was like just I the have... figure inside the box like right there yeah that's the crazy box is barely big enough to get the figure into yeah that's just crazy because when you especially when you're buying like a collectible figure mm-hmm. and you're usually buying something on moc and it's just like what the hell like I, i'm buying from you because of this reason yeah um, like I got a whole box full of like Kenner Star Wars figures. Fucking collectors is in your goddamn name, like ringside right? exactly. collectible. <laughs> like I get, like I order my stuff from two different places. I get mine from Entertainment Earth, and I get my stuff from um, the uh, Big Badass Toy Store. Like that's where I get all my stuff from. Mm. And I, and yeah, like I always get it in packages. Like it would be be if I ever got one that wasn't in a package like that and it had any I would be so pissed off like when I order my Batman figures like that like I I pay a little bit extra money and I get them to where they're on a collectible edition you're paying extra money to do ringside collectible so to send me a fucked up figure but again like I said they they've reached out they've tried to to correct whatever transgression that it was we'll see what happens but I can tell you (laughs) I can tell you if the replacement comes back looking like that, 
I will sing like a fucking bird. But if it comes back looking good, hey, you've got another customer that's satisfied, and I will tell you that too. So it's make or break. I'm not gonna lie that that figure is sick as fuck. Yeah, he looks the, sick. Uh, the looked at the Bray the Bray Wyatt lantern to go with it yeah. and everything. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I looked at that box. Even the figure looked at me. He said, "Dog, I don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, brother. Hurt or heal." You, it you was pick. like the rabbit yeah. puppet after it's got its ass beat. And it's well, like, the, I don't the know, Bray. I'm rabbit, still here. The rabbit was like, Rucker. <laughs> Rucker. <laughs> it was USPS. <laughs> don't blame ringside. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you, uh, did you get any other figures this week? I did. Else? I did. I, um, I went to Target Friday on the way home from work to grab some groceries and stuff for the family. I said, let me take a gander down the toy aisle. And all beat to shit was a couple Bianca Belair basics. And I needed one for my collection, and I got one for my daughter. Because she loved... My daughter is not, like, a huge wrestling fan, but she loves Naomi and Bianca Belair and Sasha. Like, all the fucking sassy in the world. She'll probably like Lacey Evans, too, if she ever sees her. Oh, but like, I guarantee. All, I can see that one. All of the All of the sass. She's going to start calling have. you nasty. So, look. <laughs> She comes to me after I give her that. She goes and open. She goes and cleans her room up from top to bottom and comes back. She's like, I found my Sasha Banks figure. And she's like, so I'm starting a collection. And it started with Sasha Banks. So now I need a Naomi Funko Pop. I'm like, wait a minute. How do you even know that exists? Dude, those that Naomi Funko is the shit. Like... They have it. It's always on sale too. Like they have them on hot. It was like nine ninety nine, I think. Yeah, like right now, and right now, like it's a great time. Like they're usually like two for three or three, for, you know, whatever. But yeah, that Naomi one with the neon green, like that Funko, yeah. that's shit. I always, I, I keep wanting to get one, but I always forget to pick one up. And they always have it when I go to like the Funko store and stuff like that. Yeah, so I got the two Biancas, one for myself, one for my daughter. Those will be loose, and then I got the. Uh, I wasn't going to get it, but I did get the rock basic that came with it where he's got, like, the Under Armour tank top on and pants and Under yeah. Armour shoes. And, I mean, it's not a great figure, but there's a handful of wrestlers that I want collections of. The Rock, Sting, Becky Lynch, Macho Man, guys like that, Booker T. I got a lot of Booker T figures, too. Those are, like, my core Man. five that I want collections of. So any figures that I see of them from here on out, I'm going to get, like, there was a Sting Bash in the Beach figure a couple years ago that I didn't get. I passed on because I wasn't into the figure stuff yet. And I didn't realize how once these things are gone, like, they're gone. And the price goes high as shit. And it was the Sting in between Crow Sting and in between Surfer Sting. So his hair was a little bit longer, but he was still wearing the regular Sting gear from the Crow Sting. And there's only, like, two figures like that. There's the Bash in the Beach, and then there's a... I can't remember the other one, but there's one of those also. And I passed on it, and now they're like 60 bucks online. And I would love to have those, but it is what it is. Oh! Yeah, I was uh, I was in a bidding war for the Macho Man, um, the, the classics, the other day. Oh, I wanted that one. It was the one with the road, with the road purple robe. Mm-hmm. I wanted that so bad, because I lost one a couple weeks ago. It was him and Miss Elizabeth, like they had the double figure thing. And I, uh, I was like, oh fuck, I almost got it. But this one, should dude, this one got up there, and I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't spend that much money on this fucking figure, so I'm out, and I fucking end up losing it. But ah, uh, I want that elite, that uh, le- that legendary classic figure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of this weekend, Friday night, Marty, we had a little Zoom chat going with the listeners of Boot, friends of Boot to the oh, Face. Oh, before I get that, man, I got some figures this week too, though. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my I bad. Some, I didn't I mean to jump on you. Go ahead, play. My bad. I got- Dude, so like, yeah. Wait, you just told me like a week ago. You're like, I'm not spending any more money. I got shit to do. No, no, that was like ordering shit. <laughs> that was online. That's different. I uh, no, man. Like, I I went this week. I went to Walmart on Friday before our Zoom call, and I had to go get some, you know, alcohol beverages for the show. And I was like, you know what? Target never has shit, so I'm at Walmart. So let me. And th- here's the thing: this Walmart by me, like, they don't for some reason they don't get elites here, like mm. ever. I have never seen a single elite at this store. So I'm like, well, I'll see what they have. And I walked down there, and they had, like, three basics. And who do you think they were? Oh, Finn, Finn Balor, Balor and AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. And that was it. <laughs> and that's all they fucking had. And it, was, it wasn't even, the, like, the blue AJ. It was the green AJ Styles. Like, that's the one they have everywhere. And 
Uh, so I was like, oh, fuck it, whatever. And I had to go to Target, too, because it's, like, on the way home. And so I'm going to go, I'll stop at Target real quick, you know, pick up some stuff. And I had to go, like, walk down to, uh, I, w- I always will check out the Pops, because they always pop in some new ones there, which they've been depleted. So I'm like, oh, they don't fucking have anything. And I have to walk back. So I'm like, well, I'll walk to the figures and see if they have anything. And this same play, this, this, the figure aisle at this Target has been the exact same for, like, eight months. Mm. They have two, and they no one's buying them. They have literally two Rondas. With the sign, it leads with the contracts. They have Nia Jax, AJ Styles, uh, and Finn Balor, and, and that's all they fucking have. So I walk in there, and the first thing I see on the front peg is a Samoa Joe. I'm like, oh shit, Hello. Samoa Joe. And then I'm like, well, what's that? Oh, what's that behind him? Oh, it's a Jimmy Uso. No, there's a Jimmy Uso with the red with the jumpsuit, everything. I'm like, oh shit. I'm yep. I'm grabbing that one, and then there was a Kurt Angle with the raw um, overshirt and everything. So I'm like, oh fuck, dude, those two I gotta take. So I, I got me a, a Jimmy Uso, and I got me, um, and then I got me the Kurt Angle, and I'm like, yeah, that's uh, I'll take that one. And I have some loose figures from the past, so now I'm gonna put my Kurt Angles together because the other Kurt Angle I have um, was like the one with the cloth jumps on uh, a singlet from like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I gotta put those two together. Um, but no, man, I uh, got a couple figures, got a couple, got a, a Funko Pop too, but that was a, a movie pop, so it wasn't, it was wrestling, but yeah, man, so I had a nice little pickup this week there, because I, I, I grabbed the only two items that this store got new in the last, like, six months. Yeah, my Walmart is, see, mine is completely different. My Target in my, around my neighborhood has all the shit, and Walmart never has anything. Like, my Walmart was completely bare for like the past month and a half and then my wife told me we can't shop at walmart anymore because they're not they're not for the culture so (laughs) my wife tells me where we can and can't buy stuff anymore now depending on who is and isn't for black people so fuck walmart works um i was trying not to say fuck anybody this show and i couldn't get 12 minutes in and now i'm like fuck walmart uh, but yeah, Friday we had a Zoom. You made you made seventeen. You're good. You're, good. You're on the back half of that. <laughs> Friday night we had a Zoom with the listeners of Boot to the Face, and man, it was fun. We went on and off for hours. Um, just off the top of my head, people that were there, both members of Talkamania were there. Chaos Theory was there. JP from Irish Whip was there. Good brother Mike was there. Um, just like that, I'm I'm getting old and I'm forgetting shit. EJ Reed was there, Marty Vasquez was there, Chris Rucker was there, obviously. Mike Farrell was there. Yeah, I said chaos there. Oh, oh, I didn't hear you say chaos there. I'm sorry, I apologize. Yep. Petopolis was oh, there. Oh, Pete was there from the beginning to damn near we, the end. We had it. we had a fucking run in from Pete that didn't go away. Like the guy, you know what? He gave up his night at club in Chicago to come hang out with us. Yep. He put the bongos away and came and jumped on the Zoom with boot to the face and we. Really appreciated. It was a lot of fun, man. We just literally said, "Oh, we can't forget about Robert Custis." Robert Custis had me laughing so fucking hard. About, I'm not going to repeat what he said. You should have been on the Zoom chat, but it was something his dad taught him about getting a woman pregnant, and that's all I'm going to say. And if you weren't on the Zoom chat, then you're not going to know what Robert said. But it was that was fan- fucking the comment of the night. It was uh, fantastic. Can't forget Kieran Ricky J. He was on there as well. Yep. Yep. And so, like I said, man, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, to those of you that missed it, you know, we'll have you next time. We'll probably do this once a month. It's just basically us on Zoom, hanging out, drinking, talking shit. Uh, some of it gets a little real. Some of it's just pure entertainment. You know, it is what it is, wherever the conversation goes. So we appreciate everybody that, uh, that jumped on there with us on a Friday night. I know the world's kind of still shut down now, but people still took time out to come fuck with two guys doing a podcast so we appreciate that yeah greatly appreciate it It was a good time i had fun even though i dipped out for a little bit um still came back and it was still going so that was fantastic but yeah that i mean just i mean that thing went for like five hours man i think it was long six hours. i think it was like six, six hours yeah, yeah which is you know like five to eleven you know what's Holy weird shit. is you can i don't know if pe- other people do this but i've done a couple zoom calls with just like friends like that and you can sit there and you start drinking and you start talking and the sh- the fucking hours just like fly by. Seriously, like I don't think I've been on a single Zoom call that's gone less than three hours. And it doesn't feel like it though. It doesn't feel like no. you're sitting there. But yet you fucking get on a work Zoom call 
and you're there for like 45 minutes, and you're like, motherfucker, like, what is dude? Well, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can sit there on your couch and watch a fucking marathon of TV shows for like six hours, but then you have to go to class for an hour and a half, like, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. This could have been on a PowerPoint presentation sent to an email. Yep. Shut the fuck up. But no, yeah, I have fun doing this. Uh, just cool. So, I mean, to be honest, I'm not really doing anything. I'm sitting at home anyways. So I'm down for it. So, but those, I know we, everyone else has got different situations and families stuff like that. Um, but the fa- yeah, the fact that they're willing to even just come in, even for a little bit. Uh, most of them stayed the entire time. That was the cool thing, too. You know, um, there's a couple people that, that had to leave pretty cool, uh, you know, a little bit. But they were still there for like an hour or so. Um, you know, but... Our boy EJ had to leave to go change his V-neck to get a deeper V, come back. I don't know why there's no women on the show. Um, you we know. tried. We had the thirst trap out there. We had EJ sitting there with that deep V. I don't know how nobody oh, the, else came. The problem was that we sent a picture. We posted a picture of the entire chat. We should have just posted one of his ass on there. Yeah. That would have brought all the people to the show. He had that uh, that line of Richie Lean album cover yeah. going on. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna hit me up <laughs> listening to this. He's gonna be like, "Really? So y'all just gonna dedicate five minutes to shitting on my shirt?" EJ's my guy. You know what? If it was the first time, then they'd be like, "Oh, right, you got me there." But the fact it's every week, this V neck is a weekly. I don't. You know what? EJ didn't even watch that V neck. You know what, or man? Look, each week, each week it just gets stretched out further, and further. I tell you what, most people. Somebody people posted a picture like, of that dude the other day. He's walking around looking like a black Finn Balor. Like if I was built like that, I'd probably wear a deep ass V neck too. You look like that, you wouldn't be wearing a V-neck at all, man. Nah, I, well, I had no goddamn clothes on. I'd be naked as hell walking around. <laughs> but I had, walking I around like, with <laughs> a fucking WWE title around your waist. Sir. Walking around that Brahma bull belt. Yeah, it's like, what you mean I got to put a shirt on? It's like, sir, this is a Baptist church. Like, you, there is a dress code. I hate to break it to you. You cannot come in here in your underwear. Do you see these abs, Pastor? So, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> I'm here to help you get. I'm going to pass around the collection pay. Let me walk up and down the aisle. You won't have to ask for a donation for the rest of the motherfucking year. We just lost like all of our Christian followers with that yeah, little 30 second exchange right there. Um, last weekend was NXT TakeOver in your house. Uh, what are your big takeaways from it besides the fact that they had the set that every mark out there on the internet had to say, oh, they better have a house? Like, shut up. Shut up. Uh, Did that make the show better? The fact that there was a house there, I, I you know, I'm not gonna lie, that had nothing to do. With it. I didn't even pay attention to that shit. Except it the fact that EO know. jumped off of it, looking like fucking Mick Foley. <laughs> um, she's so good, goddammit. Velveteen good. Dream coming out as fucking Negan. I love it. I didn't even watch that it. match. Oh man, like, their interests were crazy. Um, but he walked out with, like looking like fucking Negan. Did he with Lucille and everything? And I'm like, oh shit! I fucking love Dream. He just, oh, his character is just so fucking fantastic. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, not every match was great, but every, I mean, it was. I, I'm not. I was pretty happy with it. It was actually, you know what? I'm. Like, I was happy with every single match. The mm. outcome of every match. Like, I don't think it's been. A, it's been a long time where I thought the match went the opposite way. Yeah. Uh, or I wasn't happy with the women. You know, we got. The you got the uh, Miriam and Shotsky and Tegan winning the six man or six woman match. With Tegan they, getting they, the uh, pin. Tegan in the pin. Um, Balor winning. Uh, Keith Lee retaining winning and over Gargano. Cole baby keeping that title. Um, Karrion Cross beating Ciampa, which I really wanted that Squashed to happen. Squashed him too, just like oh, I yeah, just like I fuck. called it. He that was the shortest ass. match of the entire night, and I fucking love it. And then. The match, the new NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai, getting her moment, making the win, getting that title. Oh man, I was completely satisfied with the outcomes of all the matches on this card. Uh, that Fiend box that I had, that looked like Io Shirai did a moonsault on top of it like she did Rhea Ripley's face. That's pretty much what happened. That moonsault looked so painful. It was like Ripley saw her coming and tried to like sit up or maybe she didn't see her coming and forgot to like brace. But I was like, ooh. Even if she's supposed to kick out, like she ain't kicking out of that shit. (laughs) Like that's over. So that match was good. That match was mm, I don't want to say that. I was going to say it was, as I was watching it, I was like, this is probably better than the main event of Wrestlemania, but 
that's prisoner of the moment stuff also because that main event of WrestleMania yeah. was way better than people give it credit for. Oh, it was absolutely. I watched that match multiple times. So, um, uh, I, I, you know what's awesome though about this entire this card, even though it's only six matches, we've had takeovers with six, five, four or five matches. The fucking it was only like an hour and a half. Like you take out like all the the, the commercials and shit, and it's an hour and a half. Yeah, less than that. I'm hoping and backlash that, is like that tonight. Well, yeah, here's the thing. We talked backlash last week, and I figured this week we'll have to hit some spots on there and, like, update it a little bit. There's only been one match added to this. And I don't even know if it's been added. I think we already had it on there last week. No. Nope. But there's only seven matches today. No, it got added and, this past week. And we'll talk okay, We'll yeah. talk about it a little later when we talk yeah. about champions. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact. Like, this is the last couple matches, like, last couple pay-per-views. Ever since WrestleMania... They have been shorter pay per views. Like Money in the Bank was wasn't even three hours. Mm. I love it. I'm here for I'm here for shorter. Pay- I hope it goes back to that. Um, once the crowds and stuff like that come back, I hope it goes back to just two and a half, three hour pay per views. Man, we don't need a four hour pay per view every month. We really don't. Keep that for like wrestling because when you get four hour in your houses and four hour backlashes and four hour twelve hour WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. Ex- then it's two days for WrestleMania. Give us a little two and a half, three hour pay per view, eight months out of the year, and then the big four can be four hours. I have no problem with that whatsoever. So, so I'm a uh, here's where we so we lost our our Christian followers, about to lose some other followers. I have a WWE Network on because watching the bump this morning, and now they're on the WWE 24 Ric Flair final final farewell. Oh, there we go. I'm gonna leave it alone. Uh, anyways, what were you we talking about? Oh man, wow. Love you, Pete. You had Love me you, Pete. nervous. I was like, man. First we lost Swerve. the Christians. Now we're losing the Gingers. Like, what's next? You know who we won't lose? Santana Garrett. Oh, we might have to change our name to Santana Garrett's favorite podcast. To Mick, From Santana Garrett? To Mickey James' favorite podcast? I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we had a run-in, and she said, yeah, I'm taking that spot. So Santana balls in your court. I'm just saying. I mean, we've been we've been on the Santana Garrett train since we started, and she's just been kind of like doing her little moonsault past us and her little cartwheel when we try to get her up. And Mickey was like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm crazy. Love me." Yes, ma'am. Exactly. That's all you can say when a when a goat comes a calling, you answer. That's all I can tell you. The greatest. Whew. That was a fun night on 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 the Twitter machine. Ooh. That it was. That it was. Um, you know who's been hurt by no fans? I shouldn't say who, but what? The program with Finn Balor going to NXT UK, UK? and fighting Walter. I was so ready for that, and then everything got shut down. And there's, I, I don't know if it's a rumor or I just saw somebody talking about it. Has there been any talk to like NXT UK not coming back? Or was that just somebody talking shit online? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about that. I, I saw something that was like, I hope delayed. Okay, <clears throat> because I I think I saw that in the, like the the things that came out with reports regarding like WWE not doing um, house events. Mm. Um, I think it was like that around that same stuff. I didn't see anything about them not be coming back. Um, because I thought I saw that they're expanding, but um, I don't know. I haven't seen anything since then. Okay. So the takeover recap, give give takeover grade, A, B, C, or D. Uh, I'm giving it an A. An A from Marty. I'll give it a B. It didn't completely captivate my attention, but it wasn't bad. Um, I went out. We were looking for houses last Sunday, so I started the show a little late. That was why I fast-forwarded uh, the Dream versus Cole match because I fucked around and got on Twitter like a dumbass, and it got spoiled. So I was like, well, shit, mm. there's no point in me watching it. So I just fast-forwarded to get to the women's match at the end. But um, I liked it. I, I'll give takeover. I feel like a B. I didn't watch it until Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I'll give takeover Monday. a B. Um, so what we're gonna do now? We're gonna take a break. We mentioned Santana Garrett earlier, and I don't have the drink to drink to that. So I'm gonna go make myself a drink, and when we come back, we'll talk some more stuff going on in the wrestling industry, and we'll talk about backlash, which is going down on Sunday night. Probably happened after you listen to this, so. This is Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. Are you a podcaster that's trying to get to the next level or trying to grow your brand as a show or content provider? Let me introduce you to Podcorn.com 
who Boot to the Face would like to thank for sponsoring this week's episode. Before signing up with Podcorn, it was an obstacle to not only find sponsors, but to find a brand that matched ours. For a young or even an established podcast trying to make their mark, it can be very discouraging at times. That's why we at Boot to the Face are excited to be partnering up with Podcorn, where in a short period of time, we had a quick response and opportunities presented to us. The prospect of being able to find potential sponsors turned things around and changed the game for us. Because of this, we wanted to share this fantastic opportunity with you as well. Podcorn is a great opportunity to connect with different brands that fit your demographic. It doesn't matter the size of your show, as shows of all sizes can participate in the Podcorn Benefit. Their mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control. A cool thing about Podcorn is there is no middleman. You will be able to search for and connect directly with the sponsors. The best part is that you will never lose the rights to your podcast and your brand, all while Podcorn helps ensure that you are protected and taken care of for the work that you do with each brand you select. So if you're looking to expand your brand, then look no further than this episode's show notes and click the link that will take you to podcorn.com where you can join us by signing up and starting your podcorn search today. Welcome back. Boot to the face. Episode 91. Chris Rucker, Marty Vasquez. Marty, tell me how you feel about champions on TV taking losses. I I am completely against it. I hate it. I think it's stupid to do it. Um, I know a couple weeks ago we had a little debate regarding champions even being on and having matches at all. And I was for that. Um, But I'm for it to make them look strong. Not to make them look weak. And if if they're in a match and it's a tag team match, something like that, and the team loses, I'm okay with that too. But the champion shouldn't be the one to take the L or the pin. And this week, it happened twice. And not in like, yeah, there were some things that happened around it. Well, damn, that's a young Charlotte Flair. Um, sorry, never mind, got distracted there. Uh, <laughs> not in a positive way. ADD just, podcasting like a motherfucker. <laughs> I just like they. She's like, yeah, like that's like, whoa, that's a that's like two different people than what she is right now. Um, mm, shots fired. Anyways, they. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it just it, do, it doesn't. Didn't make it happen sense. three times? Wasn't uh, that first tag match at start of Raw? Wasn't it a triple threat match? Like Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics versus Oscar. But and... did did they was Sasha uh, and Bailey not in the match? Sasha and Bailey were, but didn't okay. So, Icon- so here's my thing. But but that's what I mean. Like they didn't get lost though. Like they they didn't win they the match beat, though. They, no, but they beat. Then they beat. They beat uh, Billy Kay though. Right. They, okay. Uh, but here, here's, hear me out. out. Hear me out. There's a tag team match going on at Backlash. Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics versus Bliss Cross Applesauce. Two of the three teams in that tag team title match are in the match versus a team that was thrown together because of a brawl. The team that was thrown together because of a brawl won. Why am I supposed to give a shit about the well, teams in the tag team title match when two of them can't even beat a thrown together tag team? The only reason why this particular one was okay with me was the fact you had Charlotte Flair, who given she just lost the NXT title, and Asuka, who is the Raw Women's. But they're not a tag team. They're not. They're not. But you look. I look at this as not. I look at this as two women at the top of the other of the chain, Mm-mm. essentially. I disagree. And and that's why. So you want Asuka to look as powerful as possible. Then have her turn uh, on Charlotte. That, after that being lose. said, I yeah, I think that Iconic should have been the one to take the loss. But it should have been um, Sasha and Bailey beating them, not Charlotte correct. or Asuka. Because it makes no sense. Because now, I mean, y'all are going to win the tag team titles, right? Whoever wins this triple threat match. But y'all couldn't even beat a fucking fake tag team. So so what's the point? Yeah. It makes no sense how they're protecting Charlotte. And look, I've been listening. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a satellite radio wrestling show. Welcome to the party, everybody. Everybody that's saying Charlotte's getting shoved down her throat and all that. We've been talking about this shit for years. Welcome to the party. It's about time that y'all went on rants and stuff like that and agreed to what was happening instead of having Ric Flair blinders on because that's his daughter. 
I've said years ago, Charlotte Flair is way more Roman Reigns than Roman Reigns ever was. Because Roman rarely had the title. He was in the main event picture. He would, do, he would, you know, get all the big matches. But guess what? Roman put a whole lot of people over. You know who's always getting a title match and who's always got a championship? 11 championships in less than 12. Got so many championships, I'm forgetting about them because their reigns mean nothing. So many championships in, like, less than a six-year span. Like, that's ridiculous. Let's put it this way. She has almost as many championships as Randy Orton has. And Randy Orton's been doing this shit for fucking nearly 20 years. And then she says, I don't need a title to be relevant. Well, fucking quit quit winning them then. (laughs) Yeah, not only quit winning them, but quit bitching and complaining about not being in the title picture. Or quit bitching and complaining about people not supporting you. And talking about how you're the hardest working woman on the roster. And that's why you're on all three brands. No. That's not why. You know what you're makes on me all mad? three brands because of who your daddy is. Is I think Charlotte's really good. I think she's got a good look. She's big. She's athletic. She's not built like any other woman in wrestling. Like besides Rhea Ripley, maybe. But I, I think she's more athletic than Rhea Ripley. I think she could be the best women's wrestler of all time if they do it right. Right. But because of the way she's just always there, always in your face, always, everything always revolves around her. It like creates this animosity towards her that you probably wouldn't even have if not for that. And I don't know, man. And, and I, she does it with this. Like, I know it's character, but she does it with a smug attitude. Which see, I don't mind that. I mind more. No, but like, I mind like every, more it, I just, of just all the time, though. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm here because they need me here because you guys suck. I mean, and I would face, probably say that too, though, if I was her. But she, like, she <laughs> comes off like that in interviews outside the WWE too. Yeah. And like, well, Becky did you know, that. Like, when Becky yeah. was on top and she would do interviews outside of WWE, she would talk shit like, "Hey, I'm up here. Y'all need to come with me." And I, I have no problem with that. I have a problem with just. The, the force feededness of it. Just come on, man. Like, either give her a title run and let, like, it, it's almost obvious that they want her to beat Ric Flair's record. Oh, yeah, it's without a doubt. And you can see they're going to want to do that now before she go gets knocked up. Because Andrade ain't going to be hanging around for too long. I'm just saying. There was a, somebody put a GoFundMe out to get Andrade to get her pregnant. You believe that shit? So wait, like, is that not the dream job? So wait, I'm in love with this person, right? And y'all are going to pay me to sleep with him? Like, where do I sign up for that shit? And I don't have to, like, put a video out or any of that. I just got to do it. Like, y'all need my cash app? Because I'm going to do that shit right now. Oh, shit. Uh, We spent way too much time on that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Champions taking losses are trash. Don't do it anymore. WWE, AEW, ROH, New Japan. Impact all of y'all. Quit making your champions lose on TV. They can get beat up on TV. Like Jordan Grace got beat up by Deanna Perrazzo. I have no problem with that. Ooh, but she don't, got that shit snapped. Man, she put that damn Fujimar armbar on her so quick. It was like Deanna came out and said, Y'all been sleeping on me. My real my reemergence is here, and I'm about to take this shit. This has nothing to do with wrestling, but Deanna Perrazzo is fine. Like fine, fine. I love Marty Scroll. Like I just said that, knowing but my wife is probably going to hear this. You so I probably up. shouldn't have said that. But that that, ooh, buddy. Moving along, Orange Cassidy and Jericho are in a feud, and Jericho beat his ass with some blood oranges. Why is Jericho so damn like just creative and hilarious? Because he's goat. He's fucking goat. Like Jericho is the shit. He's been doing this for so damn long. Yeah, and you can tell by how his little level. geriatric ass ran from the commentary table. It took that son of a bitch 15. They had to go to commercial before he got to the ring. It That's the reason. So they, afterwards, Excalibur's like, and Jericho, who hasn't made his way back to us yet. Well, no shit. He's in the back taking oxygen <laughs> right now. He's got an IV in now. <laughs> he came out there with that. Marty the baseball bat, man. I'm telling you. Floyd. We talked about it weeks ago. I'm drinking out of the man's fucking coffee mug right now with a scorpion on it. Something is happening Thank with you. the baseball bat. It's going to happen. I'm going to will Thank that you. shit to happen. It's happening. I know. It, you, I've been saying it. I told you when he brought that belt out, like, that is a pre 
I don't even know. I can't even think of the word right now. But that that shit is setting it up. That's a foreshadow to the future. We are going to get that. I, I hear come. You know what's going to happen? All in or all out, whatever it is now. All out. How did, you know what? I didn't go I to know. WrestleMania. If if all out's in front of fans, why not? I'll go. Oh man, that's good. Unless I'm going to go to SummerSlam yeah. with you and talk Mania. I mean, it's a possibility. Just saying, I'm down. Friday night, AJ Styles beat Daniel Bryan in the finals of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. Uh, in what was regarded all over, we were on Zoom, and I got on, and I told y'all that everybody was loving this match. Um, what do you think about AJ as the Intercontinental Championship? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wanted Daniel Bryan to win this match. Um, I wanted AJ to win it. I, I'm, I'm good for it. I love AJ with the title. Um, I'm a, I'm a big AJ fan. Um, I, uh, my, I, yeah, I didn't want Daniel Bryan, especially if he's going to be stepping away part-time in it. Um, I think that AJ is going to do more with that title than what Daniel Bryan is going to do with it. Mm. Uh, Jericho, and we, now, we kind of talked oh, about it a minds. second ago. Jericho was back on commentary. Uh, I skipped right over that. Is this guy not just like made for... I mean, I'm sure he loves wrestling and he probably doesn't want to take the money to be a commentator. Him on commentary would be fantastic. Just get JR out of the fucking booth and put Jericho, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur there. I love Jericho on the mic. I think it's fantastic. His... Everything he does. And it, what's awesome is that he still has Jericho, like Le Champion involved in it, but he still has like a different perspective. that He's also given it as like a wrestler slash wrestling fan slash observer and then the champion like all in it at once and that's why it's just so fucking gold that it's like oh, I love him on the mic uh, you talked about Randy Orton earlier him and Tommaso Ciampa got into it on Twitter about the thigh slap and you think this is setting up for a match maybe or do you think this is just two people seeing things differently and and Orton came out I don't know what podcast he was on maybe it was Corey Graves and he was talking about NXT like and he was being very uh positive about them saying like look I can't do the stuff they do that stuff is crazy to me but I've been wrestling 20 years and I'm trying to go 10 more the way I wrestle I can make people feel something with how I look at a person as opposed to just jumping off of shit doing a dive and a thigh slap they're not going to last five years. I'm trying to last 30. I agree with Randy Orton here. Randy Orton's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time to watch. And he, besides a drop kick and a cross body off the top, he rarely does high risk stuff because it's all about the psychology of it, which I've always been into. So who do you think is right in this situation, Orton or Ciampa? Uh, I, think, I think Orton's right on this situation. Like, he's... Like I, I, I know what you're talking about. Like he's been given those where he's praised the NXT the entire NXT roster on multiple occasions, and he's he's saying like, you know what, you guys are there to be, to be the the future, be the future. Don't like don't end your career or shorten your career for a you know one spot on NXT. Like get to the main roster and be here for for decades. You know, um, at first like yeah, it was a a sly you know. Uh, jab with the the, not, the thigh slap uh, or leg slap tweet. Um, He's but right, he, you though. know it's it's fucking Randy Orton. If the Rock says something, you're gonna fucking listen. You know what I mean? And so Champa, being sensitive as fuck, has to give him some bullshit ass response instead. You know, and <laughs> oh, your matches put my daughter to sleep, bitch. Don't fucking lie, because you know his matches don't put nobody to sleep. Randy Orton has been one of the best. For as long as he's been doing it, like there's no, I'm sure there's some matches in there, um, Jinder Mahal style. But other than that, like Randy Orton's been the top of his game for a long period of time. Bad timing uh, on Champa's part to talk about getting put to sleep because we just watched fucking Karrion Cross put his ass to sleep like a day before <laughs> that. So right, if anything, and, and, yeah, if anybody knows about fucking physical melatonin, it's definitely Champa. Uh. Yeah. So, um, I here's the thing. Like, I've been seeing a lot of different articles from a lot of different places. I don't. I don't know if this was if this is leading up to a match or not. Um, sounds like 
like there's a lot of people that aren't happy about it. Um, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna turn into a match, but I don't think this was intentionally set up that way. Uh, New Japan return to action, Marty. Tell me about this. I don't. You know, you're the New Japan guru around here. You and Robert Custis, y'all talked about this shit on Zoom. Just took over the goddamn chat talking about Okada and Naito and all this other bullshit. So tell us about New Japan. Yeah, man. So we had two announcements last week. One was from New Japan. They announced that they're going to have a mystery card event on the 15th. So this week, tomorrow, um, actually tonight. Holy shit, that's midnight. They're going to have that shit come out. Um, they haven't said now what it was. But then there was a, uh, a notification that came out this morning that they recorded an 8-10 match last night, or yesterday, in here in L.A. So that's probably going to be the match. And they had a bunch of people on there that they know, like Ricky Romero, um, some other... I can't remember some of their names. I know that... I saw that Tom Lawler is making his, his New Japan debut, coming from MLW, um, which is going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, he's a former UFC guy coming into... The, he's been wrestling for a few years now. Um... I'm looking interested with him. I uh, a couple years ago when the I was at Money in the Bank here in Vegas when Dean Ambrose cashed in, I actually was sitting next to Tommy Lawler the entire the entire pay per view. Uh, so he we were talking, hanging out before that. So he was a pretty cool guy. Uh, I'm interested to see what he does. Um, but other than that, like we got ten matches, up to ten matches coming out tonight. So I that's I'm excited to see some New Japan events and wrestling since we haven't in nearly four months. And then we have the New Japan Cup coming back on the 16th, so this week as well. And then Old Dominion has been announced for July 11th and 12th. And not only that, but they already announced that Old Dominion is going to be recorded in front of audience. And it's going to be a third capacity, but still, they're going to do things, and they're going to do the Old Dominion with fans. Is it and Old Dominion like or just Dominion? Old Dominion is a college, isn't it? Is it? I thought it was just. I thought it was Old Dominion. Is it Dominion? I don't know. I, I, you're the New Japan guy. I don't fucking know. I just know Old Dominion's like I, a college that's always like creeping around number sixty five around NX, NCAA tournament time in March Madness, and they always fuck my bracket up. Yeah, I was. I guess I just added, <laughs> I just added Old in there. So yeah, I must fuck your bracket up too because you got them on the mind. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're announcing, you know, they're gonna do that. And what I like about that is Dominion leads into. G1 Supercard. So if we're going to get the New Japan Cup, we're going to get Dominion with, with audience in there. That set, that tells me that we're going to get G1 Supercard, or G1 uh, Climax this year, and we're probably going to have fans in attendance. And I love G1, and I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm happy that we're going to get a New Japan wrestling over the summer, um, starting this week. I am amped for it. Alright, what we're going to do is we're going to take a, our final commercial break we're gonna come back we got a couple more news events to talk about we got a wrestler of the week to talk about and we got some backlash to talk about here on boot to the face episode 91 stay tuned welcome back boot to the face episode 91 marty we had some breaking news come down the pike this weekend or this week no longer is paul Heyman ahead of creative on monday night raw Bruce Pritchard, brother love, if you will, I love you, is now in charge of both. This guy went from being fired from WWE to making fucking podcasts with Conrad Thompson to now being in control of creative for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. So Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman, two of the most genius motherfuckers in creative content wrestling history, have been fired and replaced by Bruce Pritchard. Um, you think that's going to make a difference? Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, word is that basically one one. Obviously, Heyman just wasn't liked back there doing what he was doing, um, pushing younger talent and I know how giving, dare him not giving older talent the the spotlight, which letting AJ Styles has- get picked on when the Good Brothers leave. Doesn't make sense to me. Like, what the fuck, dude? He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's getting the talent nobody wants to watch and listen to. He's giving them airtime to make them relevant. That makes me so nervous working. about the Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre match. <sighs> right? Because like, I think Heyman would have pulled the trigger. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And 
apparently, you know, obviously SmackDown's been said to be getting higher reviews. So that's why they, you know, they went that route. But they got a better roster. I don't though. know, man. I, I don't know. I'm kind of. I don't. I'm not for Pritchard doing both shows. Like, if we're gonna have, unless they're, no, I'm just not. I'm just not on board with it. Like, I think that where's it your needs boy Paul be, at? Why ain't he in control? What? Why ain't Paul in control of anything? I, I don't know, man. Well, because he's too busy running NXT. Or Shane? Where's Shane at? That's what I want to know. Where the fuck is Shane at? Bring Shane back. We haven't had Shane in a long time. Where's Vince at? I thought Vince was the guy running everything. Why we keep getting all these creative control people, and then they all get fired unless they're Vince Yes Man, which historically that's what Bruce Pritchard is. Well, that's the that's the puppet and that Vince gets to control. So when things don't go well, I'm gonna start calling him fucking George R. or Martin. And when things don't go wrong, he's going to blame it on somebody else. So pretty soon he'll get fired and fucking Linda McMahon will be in control. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And once fucking Trump gets not reelected, he'll be in control of the SmackDown. They're going to put Brian James in charge and let him run it, and then they're going to get rid of his ass. (laughs) Did you see that picture with Shawn Michaels and Triple H and and fucking uh, Road Dogg? Road Dogg. Shawn Michaels is like 172 years old now. How old does Shawn Michaels get, like, out of nowhere? He motherfucker needs you know what? glasses. He fucking cut his hair, and now I think his hair was, like, the elixir of life for him. He cut his hair, and the motherfucker aged, like, 40 years. I mean, look, I got gray hairs in my beard, too, but Shawn Michaels went from, like, sexy boy to fucking retirement home in, like, two years. He looks like the guy in front of the old gro- the grocery store in my, in my town when I grew up as a kid. I was just sitting out there. <laughs> And it smelled like coffee. Feeding the birds uh, and reading the newspaper and shit. <laughs> exactly. It, he had that, like, musky smell <laughs> to him. Got a pocket full of Werther's Original. <laughs> <laughs> that's Shawn Michaels. That's, that's why Hunter and, and Brian Jane and Road Dogg were right there. They are like, hey, 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 can we, can we get another caramel? Can we get another caramel? <laughs> Marty, Wrestler of the Week, the Santana Garrett Award. Is this a new person we got debuting on Wrestler of the Week? It is first time on the on the on, on the docket. First time and in the line. About time because it's well deserved. And if you can't decide to figure out who it is, then you haven't been paying attention to wrestling because the West Wrestling Santana get Wrestler of the Week, no other than the new NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. She is so fucking good. Like, oh, dude, I just, love it, man. I mean, I, w- I was watching the Mae Young Classic, and when people say wardrobe means nothing in wrestling, like what you're wearing, the difference between what Io was wearing then and what she's wearing now, everything just looks crisper. She's the same wrestler. But when she had the K-pop like outfit that wasn't as good, the all-black looks good on her. That dive she did off the top of that fucking in your house thing, it wasn't a regular dive that people do where they're trying to protect everybody. Like she was jumping off to fuck some shit up. Like <laughs> you're either gonna protect yourself or you're gonna get hurt because I'm coming to hurt. I mean, just everything looks so fucking good that she does. She's so smooth, so crisp. Just I don't know, man. I I don't know. She's 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 up there for me. Like if you. Ask me in 10 years who the best women's wrestler I've ever seen was. It might not be Mickey James anymore. It might be Io Shirai. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Io Shirai is going to go down as, as the best women's wrestler. Uh, look at my two favorite female wrestlers right now. Like, obviously, take away Santana. Um, it, it's Io and... Hikaru Shida. Like, those are my two favorite female wrestlers to watch right now. Like, wait, they, I, you ever seen the Scooby Doo meme where they take the mask off somebody and, like, who is this motherfucker? I could take the fucking Marty mask off right now and it'll be Dez from Talking Mania. Oh, shit, this guy. This guy. Oh, <laughs> Eo Shirai and Hikaru Shida. Dez, what'd you talking, do with Marty? I've been, I've been talking Hikaru Shida for months. I'm just saying. We. Uh, we, motherfucker. We. Speak French. We've been talking about Sheeta. Anyways. Uh, no, man. Like, I think, I think yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that it's about damn time to give her the title. She's earned it and deserves it. She should have had the title multiple times by now, if not a long-ass time. Um, 
Yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome. It's awesome. I love, like I said, I I've, I I talked about it earlier. Like EO's just, I'm one of the people that likes more character stuff and and promos and all that, and then the match is just extra. But with EO, it's different. Like I don't have to hear her talk. I don't have to hear her cut promos and get into stuff. Like I just want to watch her wrestle. And from the time that music hits, like just ah, I just fucking love EO Shirai. That's it. That's all. Uh, the Impact World Championship announcement. We kind of brought this up a week or so ago. Uh, apparently, Tessa Blanchard was in Tijuana and couldn't come back to America. Everybody thought she was been there be, before. Everybody thought she was going to be stripped of the title, but it turns out there's going to be a five way championship match at uh, is it Slammiversary? It's Slammiversary. Yes, it is. Uh, and we got we got Tessa defending Michael Algin, Eddie Edwards, Ace Austin, and Trey for the for the Impact World Champ Championship. Um, yeah, I feel like they they have to do a big match like this. So that Tessa doesn't get beat, get her ass beat to lose the title, so to speak. So you think the title's coming off of her? I I think so, absolutely. Mm. Title coming off of the, man, what a lackluster women's world heavyweight champion that's been. Just whatever. Uh, speaking of women's wrestling, Marty, we put out a tweet this week, or I did, we did, whatever, boot to the face. Your women's Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Not a lot of people talk about a women's Mount Rushmore. They just talk about a Mount Rushmore. If you had to pick, Marty, four women to put on a pro wrestling Mount Rushmore, who would you pick? And do you need time to think about it since I just sprung this on you? No, <laughs> and I'll tell you. Because I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go so much on like the wrestler. I'm going to go so much more of like who, who have been like my four. For me, this is what's kept me in, in women's wrestling, um, and and with their talent and what they've done. Um, I think for me, when I was younger, where I started off watching wrestling, uh, and, paid, and actually like was able to pay attention to it. I know there's some that were great before it, um, but I'm not going to go all the way back because I think some of the stuff early, you know, like I know that people may consider like Moolah and stuff like Mae Young, stuff like that, as like the best of all time. I also look at it as a, a um, circumstance of situation on some of those. Um, so for me, and what I've since I've been watching wrestling, I think my four is going to be Sable, China, Lita, and Becky. Sable. Sable. For the boys that come to see me and the women that want to be me, are you ready for the grind? You remember that shit? I do. Yeah, you I, remember it, dude. I'm going to put it this way. Sable was the first female wrestler that I ever put up on my wall. Mm. I remember winning that. I, I specifically played a fucking carnival game just so I could get the giant-ass picture of Sable on that balloon dart, dart, that balloon dart game. So it's like I hang that shit up on my wall. What was she wearing? Uh, that one was where she was wearing, um, was it a black black top, black tank top? Mm-hmm. That one? Tank top, yeah. them things was thanging. <laughs> sable, sable, sable was a, yeah, sable. That's a good one. She's not on mine. Uh, my Mount Rushmore of women's in professional wrestling, sensational Sherry. I think if you just look at her managerial skills, like all the people she managed that got to the top. I mean, the greatest of the great, like Harlem Heat. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, that's just off the top of my head. Macho Man, like, all these people had so much success tied to them, and it had to do with Sensational Sherry. I think Gail Kim is probably one of the best wrestlers that didn't, because of everything that happened with her in WWE, and a lot of people didn't watch Impact. But Gail Kim, she was bad. Uh, (laughs) Like, real bad. Obviously, Becky, first main event of WrestleMania winner. Um... Changed the game for women, like, until COVID and all that hit, and then she got pregnant. Like, I don't think a woman in wrestling has been as big for just being a wrestler. Like, you talked about Sable. Sable was big because she was a wrestler, but she also did Playboy. She also was very revealing and stuff like that. Becky didn't do any of that shit. She was a pro wrestler. 
She could talk. She could wrestle. She could make you care about what was happening. And then the woman that got me to start paying attention to women's wrestling, Mickey James. I call her the goat. What? Mickey? Yes. Who'd have thought? Who would have thought you'd have put her on your your Mount Rushmore? Look, man. Mickey James is the reason that it went from women just being sexualized objects to me actually like looking at their matches and watching. Like she was the first wow. women's wrestler that I was like, holy shit, like she can wrestle. And yeah. no, I, I I completely agree. Like I get it one hundred percent. and I like yours. The and I, I was looking at Sensational Share on mine as well. Uh, I actually almost had her I actually had her on it but then took her off for Sable. Uh, just because, like you said, like I was looking at more like in ring, and for me, like Sensational Sherry was more than manager to me, um, and and that was a little bit before my time, like when I was really watching. So uh, Sable really did more for me than than Sherry did, uh, and Gail Kim was there in a time where I wasn't watching wrestling. Like not only was she an Impact, and I definitely didn't watch Impact. Uh, but at that time, like when she was in WWE and everything like that, I really wasn't watching N- WWE much at that point. So she, I completely like just she wasn't on my radar to even be able to like say I can talk about it and, and even consider her for me. Uh, tonight is WWE Backlash. When you're hearing this, it'll probably be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, whenever. Uh, we 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 predicted the backlash winners and losers last week, but the one match that wasn't on there was the women's triple threat tag team title match. Marty, who you got winning that match? Um, I think, I think Sasha and Bailey keep the titles. I want to see the Iconics win, but I think Sasha and Bailey keep the titles. I wanted the Iconics to win up until last Friday night when Sasha and Bailey won the matches. Sasha's one of my favorite wrestlers. She needs to have a title run. That goes longer than fucking 43 days. Even if it's a tag team title. Like, let my girl win the belt and keep it for a little while. My God. You got Bailey running around this motherfucker as the women's champion for 300 days. And Sasha can't make it a week and a half? Shit, Marty. Fuck Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> I'm blaming it on him. <laughs> my God. So, now that Heyman's gone, what you... You want to change your pick on Lashley versus McIntyre? Um, I'm still picking well, I Lashley. Said, I mean, did, I said Lashley was going to win. I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Do you want to change it? No. No, I'm going to leave it as is. Uh, so by the time you hear this, Boot to the Face is hoping that Bobby Lashley is your new well, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I don't know about hoping. I mean, I think he's going to win. I don't want him to win. I want... McIntyre to keep the title, but and that's all the time we have. But we are out of time, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, you got anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? No, man. You know, other than just we appreciate all all the the help, all the support and love that y'all give us. Uh, appreciate the content y'all put out for us to listen to and and, and build off of. It's a fantastic network we're all part of. Um, I, I'm just tired of that. Over the next, pay attention to us. Over the next week or two, big things are coming. The storms are brewing. It's going to come, and it's going to come hard and hit you where, it, boom, done. So just pay attention because we got some shit in the works for you. You said come hard. Hey man, never mind. I'm still trying to get on that Andrade Cash app. Like, how do I sign up <laughs> for that shit where y'all make me go have sex with my wife for money? Like, you don't have to make me do it. I'll do it for free. But if you're going to pay me, shit. Uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody that, like I said, was a part of the Zoom. All the listeners. Um, we won't do individual shout outs this week, but we appreciate you if you listen to this. Go give us a rating on iTunes. And like Marty said, next couple weeks, we got some things in the works. You know, I'm not going to announce anything until it's official, until the recording is done. But man, if I could just tell you who we got coming down the pipe in the next couple weeks. <laughs> and shout out to Don't the New forget, Day for the Black Lives Matter yeah, protest on Friday. Absolutely. My God. Even though they took the loss there. Like, that was bullshit. They took the loss. But, yes. Shout out to them for that. Also, before we get out of here, um, tune in this week. We will be on Talkamania on Friday for Trivia Mania 3. Uh, Rucker trying to go for the three-peat. Me trying to go for the upset. Either way, Trivia Mania this Friday night. 
we'll get to the details out there so y'all can come in and pay attention and join in on the chat room. Which will also be featuring Mike Farrell from The Chaos Theory and J-Bomb from Talking Mania. Yes, that Which will be means live. that Dez will probably be annoyed in 30 minutes. Yeah, because J-Bomb will be drunk and so will I. But the difference is, as I get drunker, I get smarter. It's really weird. I'll tell you right now, because I got some shit going on Friday morning, I can guarantee you, I won't be there for that call, for that trivia mania. It will be Drunk Marty. Drunk Marty making an appearance. This has been Boot to the Face, episode 91. Thank you for listening. Like I said, go rate us on iTunes. Go tell your friends about us. Go tell your mom about us. I'm sure she'd like us. Moms love me. I guarantee, I guarantee it. <laughs> Boot to the Face, episode 91. Chris Rucker and Marty Vasquez. Peace. Later.